Welcome back, folks. This is the Uticast, episode two. Kevin Sullivan. Sam Tomalaro. Hey, what's up, buddy? Nothing. What's going on? Uh, nothing. Uh, nice packed Boilermaker preview show we have here today. Boilermaker is coming up fast. Uh, we have an interview with Katie Riley and Sarah Foster. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be fun from both ends. Uh, Aaron's back to come talk about the Boilermaker with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got all sorts of good stuff. Hey, uh, Seinfeld's back on Hulu. I saw that it's on Hulu. Are you? Put it out. I'm so hyped. My hype level is it. You got to be hyped. You can always watch Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, so I was thinking about this. Besides Jerry, besides Jerry, which one makes the best solo television show of the three main cast members? Like if you're going to start a show around one cast member? One cast member. It has to be one of the three main? If it's the three main, I say George, but I'd like to get a show centered around Frank Costanza. <laughs> Frank Costanza? Frank Costanza would be my show. F Costanza. <laughs> what about, all right, here you go. What about just Putty? Would you? No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> absolutely not. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. High five. Welcome to the show. High five. Welcome to the show. Skipping Devrons. Dude, well, here, I was gonna, here's my first fun fact for you. Never gonna make it. What's the last time an American uh, won the Boilermaker? What year? What do you got for me? 1911. The first year of the Boilermaker? <laughs> Whatever the first year of the Boilermaker? It was 78 was the first year, I believe. It was actually so, Frank Boilermaker. Uh, 1991. That's the oh, last time. Oh, really? Time. Yeah. That's pretty recent. It's about time for another American to win it. Do you think it's going to be you? No. No? It no, might be you. Of course not. I think, I actually think that John Zangrone, new fireman John Zangrone and good friend of the podcast is going to win it on his victory lap. I went to graduation. You went to, you went to fire, fire I went to fireman graduation. I was, it was me. How many, let me ask you a question. How many firemen did they graduate in fire academy uh, graduation? A bunch. Where did they do the fireman graduation? It was at NBCC, and let me just say oh, that. Why didn't I go? It was, I was probably at work. You were probably at work. It was really nice Damn to it. see John Zangrown graduate and become a, a UFD. Mm-hmm. He did a nice job, yeah. and I got to meet the fam. Well, uh, well, hopefully you'll be here when John comes in to interview us sooner yeah, or later. Yeah, we're trying to get an interview. He's a busy guy this summer, though. He's, trying he's to track putting out now. fires. He's putting out fires. I feel like if we sat there and asked for the interview, we'll probably get it easier that way. True. Hey. True. Hey. Well, hey. Um, <laughs> Boilermaker is coming up July... 12th, I believe, is the date. July 12th. July 12th. Yeah. This is my second Boilermaker, guys. Are you proud of me? Second? Okay. I feel like you've run more than that. No. Go, no. Lord, Maybe no. you didn't finish. I, I think ran... you've, you've signed up for more than two. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, I ran, I ran cross country in high school, but I did it specifically for the cool t-shirt that you would get for running cross country in high school. It's my. If you ever see me on the streets, you go wearing a focused inner city athlete T-shirt. Fika, Fika. That's uh, what I'm wearing. That's a real like two percent joke for you, Utikins out there. I, um, I got a couple good um, Boilermaker facts here that I found on the internet on the OD website. So shout out to the OD. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you found something on their website? I did find that's something. That's amazing. I found it on the. <laughs> wow. Sorry. Um, so in 2011, only one state did not have a representative. Oh. In the Boilermaker. Can you oh. name that state? 
When? 2011. 2011. One state didn't have One a state rep. did not have a state rep. Louisiana. No. Damn. <laughs> it's okay, you can swear. You can say damn it. Alaska. No. Hawaii. No. New York. No, not New York. <laughs> not New York. Uh, not not New York. <laughs> Wait, hold on. We're not done. Uh, We've got 50 more states. The podcast isn't bad. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Uh, South Dakota. Uh, South Dakota. Uh, further proving my point, I don't know if South Dakota exists. I don't, I don't we, know. We used to know a there. kid years ago who that was, was thinking, he's like, yeah, South Dakota doesn't exist. Think about it. You ever met anybody from South Dakota? No, that like, was me. Was that you? Yeah, because that was my Montana principle until I met a guy from Montana. I said, Montana is, it's imaginary to me. I don't know what it is. It's I don't Twilight know Twilight Zone there. episode. Yeah. South Dakota, the Twilight Zone. <laughs> you know how we feel about the Twilight Zone here at this, at this show. Um, yeah. All right, so yeah. Um, okay, hit me up. The number of, this is not so much a uh, tribute, it's just a little fact. Uh, only five times in the history of the race at 78 has there been less entries than the year before. It's increased almost every year. And especially, and since 08, it's increased every single year. How many year. people sign up now? Oh, it's crazy. I think when I did it, I don't have the numbers on that because I'm a bad right. host. Oh, wait. They uh, went for, it wasn't like 11,000. They jumped to 13 or 15. Yeah. Somewhere in the somewhere in there, right? Last year, when we signed up for it and in Brooklyn online, it sold out in like five minutes. It was insane. It's interesting to hear you say that, you know, because you said specifically since 2008, it's grown every year. Every year. I think it would be fair to say it's no coincidence that that, that coincides with you know, the, the large-scale adoption of social media by everybody, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's easier to, like, something like that grows because since 2008, you know, people see it posted about on Twitter and on Facebook and on Instagram and all that stuff, and it makes people want to do it more. So I think that's probably been a big part of them being able to grow it every year since then because I know the Boilermaker and all the, you know, associated groups and charities that are involved all go real hard on social media about yeah. promoting it all year long. I have one fun fact about the Boilermaker this year. Boom. Just one. I love it. The pace car is driven by my dad. Wow. Yeah, yeah big Tom Higgins is big driving Tom me Higgins. is driving the uh, the pace car this year. That's pretty cool. It's uh quite the honor and National Grid has a guy that drives it every year and he's uh, unavailable to do it this year, so they gave the spot to What do they there. what do they give him for the pace car? Do they have like a special car or does he just have to bring his I, own car? I don't I don't run out hundred percent sure. It's whatever the news cameras can stick on the back of. I think it's an actual car they have. Probably, right? He's just nervous he's gonna take a wrong turn and leave the race somewhere astray. I see, I think nervous is the wrong move there. I think he should reroute the race. The opportunity to reroute the race. It's it's time for Tom Higgins to leave his mark on the Boilermaker. Go down Bear Street. Who needs it? Like, do it. Uh, It's funny. I always wanted to to like cheat in a race like this because I watched that one episode of Fresh Prince where Jeffrey Butler got yes. in the taxi. Uh-huh. Remember that? Shame <laughs> of a Nation? That was a good one. That was a good one. Because uh, you know how my natural te- my heel tendencies come through. That's true. Uh, no, the Boilermaker though is exhilarating when you're really, when you're really doing it. And I was unprepared. You know what's funny? Year. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a lot of heat for this as sure. like as a Utican. I've lived you know I've lived here for almost my entire life. I've got you know the Maiden Utica group. We're trying to do so much. I'm always out in the community, going everywhere. This day, thing. Never been to the Boilermaker. Never been. Wow. Never been. <laughs> wow. I've never been down there. You know what the price, it's always, what is it, like 7 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, you want to go around and drink beers at the brewery? Yeah. I was probably there until 3 o'clock in the morning the night before, or working at some bar or restaurant. It's just, it's excessive. It's I'm a not. fair take, though, because as before I ran the Boilermaker, you could not drag me out of bed at oh. 8.30 in the morning to watch people run unless I'm in the race. That's what my mom used to get mad at me, which like, you don't want to watch it. I'm like, if I'm not running it. I'm most certainly not going to go watch other more I get athletic it. I people, get why me people do love things with their lives. It. It's just never been. I went every year as a kid. Uh, my oh, brother, wow. my mom, and I went every year. Um, Where did you stand? 
We stood uh, we stood on uh, the corner where the Parkway Rec Center is. Okay. Yep. Like across the street on the, the right on the island. islander around the mm-hmm. island there. Yes, right on that corner. You were right near where my mom likes to hang out. Yes. Just over there. Yes. And South exactly, getting our <laughs> South Utica on, and we would clap, and I would sit, and I'd have like an orange juice. I was little, and then I stopped going for a handful of years, and now now I'll be going back again this year mm-hmm. to cheer on uh, Katie and Sarah. Yeah, well, Sarah's and not Sam. Running, by well, the way. then just Katie and Sam. That's I, what I meant to say. You know, I. The spoiler: we do the interviews first. I didn't know that Sarah didn't run the Boilermaker. Yeah, the, yeah, I didn't know the interview that we're running later on this episode. We interviewed Katie and Sarah. We're all <laughs> about the Boilermaker and this and that. And we're talking, and, and Sam's like, "Oh yeah, and so, you know, Sarah, you're running the Boilermaker." She's like, "I'm actually not running it. I've just been training with you guys." <laughs> that, <laughs> was, that was like my question. So I didn't think she was. But then I saw her do the interview. You'll be able like, to hear the moment where it takes the wind out of the sails. When we play the interview, when we play the interview a little bit later in the episode here, you're going to hear the moment. He's like, "Wait a minute, you're not what?" Huh? And you're going to be bluffing through his pages, trying, looking yeah, at his just notes, rumbling around. It's very sad. Oh man, uh, how, no, how bad is it that those are my two best friends and I didn't even know she wasn't doing the Boilermaker? See, you're so. worse than me. See, at least she's training with me. They're taking the wind out of my friendship sails. Uh, I like that, you know, I, I like having her training with us, though, because three's a nice, good crew for running. Two people's all right, but three, you can sort of, like, I was just, like, goofing around, having fun. We're just, like, looking at people, like, people watching while you're running, looking at all the views. You it's and I fun. are going next year. We're training next year, and we're going to make it from here to the end of the street. Oh, you and me? Yeah, we're going to train for the Boilermaker with Sam. We're going to run from here to the end of the street, throw up a little, and then we'll, you can go on it without us. That's it's going to be pretty good. I'm looking forward to it, actually. That looks really exciting. That's our, Look, there's, there's a those lot, are our runs. There's a lot of people in the country who are in better shape than I am, but mm-hmm. I've just never seen, like, running for fun. You're always like, yeah, I'm going to go just run. I love it. Even when you're doing cross-country in high school, I'm like, what are you, what are you, sick? Like, that's uh, my it just sounds, no, I don't know. Not, not my thing. It's totally mental, but here's the thing. Like, people will say, oh, do you got to get a runner's high? No, I don't get a runner's high. It's terrible. All the time. It's the whole time, it's the worst. Here's the thing. I like to eat, and I like to eat, like, bad food for me. So I realize if I run enough, it will even out the torture and torment that I put on my body mm-hmm. and all the strain. Uh, so that that's it. I run so I can be, like, uh, in poor health with my, my eating. That's that's right. my... Logical, I guess. It's logical. It okay. works. What We've strayed. We've strayed we? from the point of this conversation. What was the which point? Which was... To celebrate the maker of the boils. Yes, yes the boiler maker. I got one more fun fact for you. This is the, in 1996, a man named Joseph Kamani set the current Boilermaker record. Uh, okay. Can you guess what it is? Uh, yeah. So, so for, like, for comparison's sake, when I ran it last year, I did it in an hour and 52 minutes, which is okay. not very good. So this guy is the record holder. Joe did it in 43 minutes. 43 minutes. Kevin? Uh, I, because, again, not being a runner, I don't really know what's good. Like, if you, t- I don't know what's a good score. If you told me, like, it was incredible, he did it in three hours, I'm like, wow, is that the record? I don't know. And if you were like, just yeah, just... he finished it in 22 minutes, I'm like, that seems fast. It's like, I don't really know. I can't drive it in 22 I'm going to say under an hour. I'm going to say under an hour. Under an hour. Well, Higgins, you're on the nose. It's like 42.40 was the what? time. 42.40, which works out, I'm bad at math. That's like less than five minutes. Per mile, which is insane. Oh, yeah. That's an insane yeah. thing to do. Good oh, for you, Joseph. I can't drive Kamani. that fast through the course. <laughs> Kevin's been in the car with me since I've been back from New York City. I drive so slow. He goes. He, go, he will go. He goes twenty miles an hour, no matter where he is, until he has to merge into traffic. <laughs> 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 and he just does seventy and dive bombs. And I see uh, it's it's New York driving because when you drive in the city, 
if you want to get in the lane, you have you to be aggressive and make yeah. your move. And he's sitting here and doing that on the parkway. I'm like, dude, chill out. Like, it's Saturday afternoon. <laughs> like People are myself. leaving, like, church and their grandparents' house. Like, everybody's, it's okay. You can't give these people an inch. He's yeah. like, yeah, but our turn's coming up in 17 blocks. I'm like, I know, Sam. 17 blocks. Uh, all right, that's enough ragging on family. We'll be back in just a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> I would listen to you two talk for three just and a half the two hours. Of us. Sometimes when you guys are on the phone, I just sit outside like Kevin's room and listen. Hey, if you want to listen to me and Aaron talk for two hours, just come sit behind us at a movie. Oh, God. <laughs> 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 really just talk nonstop for two hours. Yeah. Sure. Before we jump into this subject, I want to I want to discuss something with you that happened to me and Kevin when we were watching Jurassic World in the theater a couple weeks ago. We were pretty much the only people in the theater at the time. We'd gotten there really early, which is my fault because I had a bad habit lately of getting to places far too early. Um, it's a weird <laughs> habit. It's weird. It's because I'm so used to being on a subway where everything takes like, uh, yeah, two hours to get anywhere. That's true. So me and Kevin sat in the theater, and we were ready for the previews. We were going to talk trash. There wasn't that many people around us. And a couple, it seemed like a couple and another person who was with them. Like, was, a kid. Three, their kid, was it a kid? It was like a couple a teenage of teenage son, probably. They proceeded to sit directly behind uh. us. And then just they had commentary for every preview. It was hard. Just different kind of people. It was. I was trying not to laugh the whole time. They're cracking me up. Just strange okay. folks. The man. mother was hilarious. Actually, yeah. she was worth. She was worth the price of admission. But other than that, like, let's join hands around the world. If you see one person in the theater, don't sit next to him. Don't sit right next to him. That's that's. If I can go to, if I'm going down on the flame for one thing, it's that. Yeah. That's what I want to be known. That's fine. I hate that guy. I hate the I guy hate that, that does that. Guy. I really do. That happened to us before. Mm-hmm. Like we'd be uh, sitting in a theater, and it's just like people come over and sit like directly in front of you or directly behind you. You're like, why? There's like 73 seats over there. <laughs> do you want to sit where we're sitting? Fine, we'll go over there. We'll swap. I'm not about. I'm not opposed to it. The last movie I saw was Pitch Perfect Two. I thought you were you were starring in Pitch Perfect too. I was in Pitch Perfect. You, you were I, in Pitch Perfect. Too. I played the girl. I first. remember saying one day, I'm like, yeah, I kind of like that Anna Kendrick, and he's like, she looks just like Higgins. Which is a which is a <laughs> huge compliment. Like, like, did I say it in that tone? Yeah, you, sound like, you say everything in that tone. We were wicked like, She looks just like Higgins. Say everything yeah. in that tone. Sound grown, and I saw Pitch Perfect too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there you mm-hmm. go. That sounds about right. He seems like the guy. Dude, he wanted to go <laughs> see it. I was like, fine. I'll make sure, remind me when he comes on, we'll ask him what he thought of Pitch Perfect 2. Don't. We have strayed. Oh, we certainly will. Oh, we will. I yeah, we were that. supposed to get serious in this We thing. were supposed this to like get serious. Right, go ahead. This was get about serious. the, uh, I, read this, I was reading this all day in the paper, uh, or in the, in the internet newspaper. <laughs> the internet. Uh, about, this is a lot about the fast food wages. Uh, fast food workers getting a wage increase to was $15 an hour. Well, ask, yeah. There's a fair amount of people getting a wage increase right now. Yeah, yeah. which I, I saw. There's there's a lot of people who are really. I saw so much stuff on 
I saw so much stuff on the internet and social media yesterday. So many people like, oh, you know, if these idiots at McDonald's want this money, that's not fair because I work hard and these people are dumb and they can't get my order right. And it's just, it was crazy to me and I had to say something about it when I, you know, to somebody on there. I had to say, I'm like, you know, people don't seem to realize like all these people, you know, they're like, well, I make $14 an hour and I, you know, work for like a radio station and I got a degree in communications. It's like, okay, well, you know, like, I, these people shouldn't make as much as I make. And people don't realize that you're not that different from these people. Like, everybody's got an idea that it's just, like, young kids and this and that at McDonald's. Go into McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Don't go into McDonald's. But go into McDonald's and look around and see who's working there. Like, these are people who need to pay. And pe- I think people are so quick to be like, well, these people don't deserve this money because they, they don't, shouldn't get paid the same as me. Because they have a real tough time squaring with the fact that they're not in that much of a different position in their life than a lot of these people that work at places like that. And people are so quick to be divided about it and, you know, cast aspersions and be like, oh, these people are the, you know, lower class or below me. That It's just, it grosses me out, to be honest with you. Do you know how much that angers me? Like, just how much that really angers me. Yeah. Because it, you know, I work in a, in a school district and I, I work with kids. And so often you see kids whose parents are either out of a job or in a certain situation and they work in a job that is now paying them minimum wage, mm-hmm. and they're struggling. Yeah. These people have families. These people are not idiot kids blowing money. Like, they don't have all this um, disposable income. It's not like we're just giving them more money yeah. so they can blow it on whatever they want. Yeah. This is just, this is income that goes towards families, that goes towards stuff. And what I was saying right before we signed on to this thing was that the issue that I have with the minimum wage increase and the fact is that we are paying people who make minimum wage mind you that is a lot of the times that is without benefit health benefits that's mm-hmm. without retirement or any of those things that come along with a salaried position mm-hmm. those these people that are making minimum wage they're the people that are paying them are almost acting like the money that they make is now gold and and the things they're spending money on are cheaper than what they you know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're paying people like it's the 50s, and bread yeah. cost a nickel. Well, and that's... That, you can't support a family on That's a huge enough. thing, you is, you can't. know, the, the cost of living has only grown, and exactly. well, wages have stayed, and wages all across the board have stayed stagnant. Like, there were people who... I said something about it on Facebook, and I shouldn't have, because it took hours and hours oh, out of man. my time. But there were people who were saying stuff to me, like, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a CNA, which is a certified nurse. They'd be like, I'm a CNA, and I only make $13. So people who work at McDonald's should get paid more than me. No, maybe not. You should probably get paid more, too. Everybody should be getting paid more. And people are like, you know, oh, well, it's just going to, you know, people act like a company like McDonald's or Walmart or somebody, they're paying somebody the minimum wage, 10 bucks, whatever it is. They're paying these people the minimum wage, and they're scheduling for 39.5 hours a week, so they don't qualify for, for full-time benefits. benefits. And they're flex scheduling, so you're expected to be on call whatever time they need you, so you can't get a second job. And it would be nice if these were all just young kids working, but the reality is people are trying to support families on this stuff. And if you make as much money as Walmart makes in a year, as much as McDonald's makes in a year, these people are your boots on the ground. These are the people who allow you to make the profits. You should be able to pay these people enough money, and it shouldn't be that big of a deal. I mean, you need to to pay the people who make you able to get the profits enough so that they can live their lives and not treat them, I mean... You know, treat them like indentured servants, basically. It's just, it's crazy to me. Um, I make less than that. Uh, as, I make less than that. In my job. Yeah. Yeah. I am working in a school now. I have an associate's degree, a bachelor's degree, and a master's degree. Mm-hmm. I make less money. I'm not complaining. I have salary. I have uh, benefits. I have health benefits. I have a set schedule. 
mm-hmm. have, you know, my summers are free. Like, I'm not complaining because I don't really think that there should be a reason to complain. Right, Why so. are we complaining when we're just trying to elevate? You know what they say? What's the saying? A, a, a rise tide or a higher tide raises Rising all... tide lifts all boats. Yeah, thank I you. said that 10 billion times. Thank yesterday. you, because that's what we're dealing with. We need to be understanding that here in America, like you said, the things cost more money than they did in the yeah. 80s, in the 50s. Yeah, and, and it's, real, it's real easy. A lot of people make the argument. They're sitting here and they're like, you know, well, if you want to do better than work at McDonald's, you should get an education and go do that. Oh, good luck. Yeah, that's really yeah. nice. That's really nice when you're some kid who comes from a, a you know middle class family whose parents can cover their ass so they went to college. But if you're some young person who you know you made a mistake, you had a kid too early, you had a kid in high school, you couldn't finish high school, you couldn't go to college, you couldn't afford it, this and that. Or you did go to college, you did all those that, things, and the job true. market still isn't but looking even for you. For, for the people you see almost everywhere, it's insulting to be like, well, why don't you just go and get an education, and get a job? Do you know how many friends I have who are sixty grand in debt with bullshit degrees that work at restaurants and stuff? Mm-hmm. Well, the majority of the people I know, you know what I mean. Like so many people are are like that, and to say that like these people should just go do better is so condescending. It's unbelievable to me. Well, it's like I, I make less than that per hour, but if I'm being honest with myself. It would be much harder to work a fast food job than it is to work the that, job I that's have. The like, thing. Uh, it's a hard job. That's the thing, too. People are like, you know, it's McDonald's. How hard is your job? You know, oh, drop fries and things. And Sam, Sam knows, because me and Sam have worked in plenty of restaurants. I've never worked in fast food, but knowing enough about... I worked at Starbucks, so that was like my closest right? thing. Right, but that, I mean, that's pretty close. But like knowing how kitchens work and knowing how, you know, knowing enough about kitchens and restaurants and how they work, looking at McDonald's, all these people can, you know, it's easy for them to get on the internet and be like... These people, their job's so easy. It's a, it's a bullshit job. Why should they get $15 an hour? Go in there and do it. Because that job, it's not hard in the way that mechanical engineering is hard. It's not hard in the it's way that like laying bricks is hard, I guess, or whatever. But like that job is no walk in the park. It's not easy. It's a grind. When you get out of a restaurant shift, a kitchen shift, your feet hurt and you're tired and you got to go do it again the next day and you got paid almost nothing. Like That's not some walk in the park. They're not sitting here... You know, just dilly dally. Oh, let's drop some more fries, and people are like, oh, they can't even get my order right. Why should we pay them this? Do you really think that if we paid people who work at fast food restaurants, if 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 McDonald's announced right now, like we're gonna pay everybody fifteen dollars an hour across the board starting out, you really don't think the quality of candidates who apply for the job would go up too? Because I got news for you: if tomorrow McDonald's called and was like, hey man. We're offering 15 bucks an hour to start out. I'll go pick up 20 hours a week at McDonald's. Where can I start? I certainly don't care. You know what I mean? Like it's for that kind of money, you're gonna have people go in and compete for those jobs, and it's gonna lift all other wages, and everybody's gonna make money enough money to live in today's society. I also think there's a huge part of that job that says, um, you know, it's it's the fact that people that work in fast food and people that work in these jobs, they have to almost swallow their pride and deal with other people. For sure. They really do. It's a big part of the waiting industry. (laughs) I would hate hate being a waiter and seeing people I know come in and look. Some people look at you you a certain way. They're like, oh, you're working here. That's nice. They're like, and people will come up to me and people are like, oh, you're too smart for this job. You're too good for this job. You're better than this job. And I think to those people, I look back, I'm like, you know what? That all may be true, but at the same time, my bills are paid. I take care of my stuff. I live on my own. I have all my own things. So really, what kind of knock are we casting on people? I'm not better than paying my bills. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm definitely that's, not that's, better that's than what it comes down to. Yeah. I will say, we, last episode we talked about the Confederate flag stuff and the gay marriage stuff. 
Between mm-hmm. those issues and the fast food wages, mm-hmm. I unfollowed so many people yeah. on Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. Oh, I, I tried. It's, yeah, it's, it's a rough world out there. It's, it's landmines. You it's learn a, a lot about thing. people. You really do. When, when stuff comes out and you start to people. see where people lie, where, they're, where, they're, uh, mm-hmm. where they lie on the your only side. Good, and I know that we're running a little bit long. The only good argument that I heard against raising the minimum wage unilaterally to $15 or whatever it is, is... Um, I have I have a cousin who runs uh, a small horse farm out in Wisconsin. And she raises horses and you know, sells and shows horses, and she does it all on her own. I mean, she's out there in the barn, you know, first thing in the morning every day and does that. And she made a point to me. She's like, you know, I pay all of my people, and I pay them, you know, this much. And some weeks I can't even draw a check for myself, but I make sure my people are taken care of. If I had to pay them $15 an hour, I would have to close. And I understand that. I think there has to be some differentiation between a small business and a company like Walmart or McDonald's, yeah. you know what I mean? A corporate and, entity, yeah. And, you know, there, there has to be some way to differentiate because I understand if you run a small business with three employees and you're just trying to make it work and you just open, if we jack up everybody's wage another five bucks an hour, I know that hurts people. And that's one of the issues with the capitalistic system. Sometimes people get left behind when things like that change because, you know, the, the capitalism argument would be like, well, if you can't afford it, you should be making more money. If you don't make more money, sorry about it. That's the way it works. But there does have to be a different way to, to segue between, you know, the people like McDonald's and Walmart who can help. They can afford to pay these people $70,000 a year if they really wanted to with all the money they have and the little mom and pop shops and everything like that. So I had to say that because that was the only decent argument I heard against it in against all, the all the noise and chatter I've been hearing. Well spoken, sir. Well Thank spoken. You, sir. We're going to take a break. Come back with an interview with uh, Kate Riley, Sarah Foster. This should be very exciting. Utica's ultimate power couple. Absolutely. <laughs> fresh. Dream team. Dream, fresh off their success with the Be Local Barbecue in the Catalyst Group. I have, and to get full disclosure, two of my very favorite people in all of the city. Uh, a very biased podcast. It just warms my heart. heart. Uh, <laughs> Catherine Riley, Kate Riley, Katie Riley. Kate? They're all. Brady. Brady Kylie. Brady Kylie. And Sarah Foster, guys, thank you for coming on. Sorry. Sarah Four-Star Foster. I know you had to get that nickname through, didn't you? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And we've been training together for the Boilermaker. Yeah, we've been going pretty hard. It feels good. Are you ready? Do you feel ready? I finally feel like I'm ready. You know, it's been like three years of training for me. Three years. Well, I did, okay, to clarify, I did two 5Ks, but I knew from the get-go that I eventually wanted to do the 15, so... Um, I, I'm telling you, you did the 5K last year, and as I said, I think you probably could have done the 15K. Did you feel after you did the 5K that maybe you could have done the 15? No. Did you have regrets? Mm-mm. No. I that's, felt perfect. That's why I didn't do the 5K. <laughs> I didn't do it because I was like, if I do the 5K. Great. Well, 5K is what we, like, that's like a that's regular my favorite run. Distance. Right, right. Yeah. But I, I personally think you guys are ready. Uh, oh, yeah. Kate, keeping up with that training. Kate, I think it's important. You're a featured runner. I'm featured in this year's Boilermaker. Can you can you give me a little information about what that actually entails for you to do? 
Sure. Um, they reached out to me because they know I post a shit ton of things on the internet. Am I, am I allowed to say shit ton? On you can podcast? say whatever you like. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, they knew that I posted a lot. Uh, I had already been posting stuff about it because I'm a charity bib runner, so I'm raising money That's awesome. to uh, do the maker. So I had already been posting about that and doing some stuff. So they asked me if I would basically kind of give a, be- a brief bio of why I was doing it and to post at least twice a week to either Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. So basically I have to, if you guys follow me on the internet, you're probably really (laughs) annoyed because I post (laughs) all the time about the Boilermaker and my training, but it's just kind of to get the community engaged and involved. Can I ask a question too? You can ask whatever you'd like. (laughs) I mean, I know the answer, but I feel you should talk about it, that charity, but you you raised your money. Yeah, so... I, I signed up to the charity bib because I was really afraid I wasn't I was gonna get boxed out of the registration because sure. you know it was so limited. In yeah, the last few years it's been crazy. Yeah, so I was like, all right, I can I can raise this money because I know a ton of people. I know I can get my family support, mm-hmm. my work support, etc. So you basically you sign up and you you pick a charity, and I chose the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation because both my sister and my niece have diabetes. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've read a lot of the stuff you posted. It is, for anyone who hasn't read it, it is excellent. You should go to runkatyrun.com and read her work. It's very inspiring. It's very excellent. You do good work. Thank you. And, and uh, I've raised uh, $623, I believe is the number. 623, that's a good number. Yeah. It's, a, you go, it's girl. not quite yeah. a round number, necessarily. That 13 came from uh, Mr. Foster <laughs> over here, so lucky number. the three. <laughs> Now, this is your first Boilermaker, mm-hmm. Kate. Yep. Is this also your first Boilermaker, Sarah? I'm actually not signed up. You're not signed no. up. You're just training with us. Yeah, that, I did it last year um, when Katie was doing the 5K. I would just kind of go run with them. That's nice. And that's what I've been doing, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking maybe I'll just, like, run. <laughs> just, just run not alongside. The, not the 15, but the 5, yeah. Covert style. But, yeah, I mean, I like keeping up with you guys, and I think it's cool you're doing the development runs and everything, and... I've been enjoying the development runs, actually. I never do them normally, and I, I feel I actually feel better about the Boilermaker because I've been doing them mm-hmm. than I would have otherwise. I was a little afraid to do it with you, to be honest with you. Because, Why? I don't know, running with someone else is always kind of, intimidating. like, intimidating because you That's don't know true. how your paces line up, and you're like, oh, am I going to try to push myself too hard, or am I going to be too slow? But No, you're good. We you're did good. really well together. Yeah, she like. said she liked running with you. Well, it's, I'm an excellent I'm an excellent pace setter. Yeah. I learned from a good friend of mine years ago. You know, it's... It, that's a good point. I always prefer to run with somebody, even if they're a little better than me, because mm-hmm. it gives you that sort of, all right. Push. Uh, we talked about my yeah. mentality, ghosting yeah. and white whales. <laughs> I started explaining this uh, to people. Right. They thought I was kind of for all you. <laughs> no, it's all right. For all you podcast listeners out here, these are two of FAMO's Boilermaker tips. You got to ghost people, which mm-hmm. is you find someone who's running ahead of you, and they're doing real good, and you just copy them for a while. Uh, and then white whaling, which is where you pick somebody in the distance far enough away where you say, that guy, that's the guy I'm going to catch before the end of this race. Uh, and as I mentioned to you two, for me, it's always one of two options. Someone way older than me, because I say, <laughs> I'm not letting this old guy beat me. Uh-huh. Or someone way younger than me, so I can be like, look at this dumb kid, you got to catch that kid, <laughs> hit that kid. So white whaling and ghosting, those are my two They tips. really work, I feel like. It works yeah. for me. That was good. I was bummed when we actually split last week. I know. I really, I was like, I, because I'd run with Katie uh, that Monday, and she was kind of pushing me at the end. I was struggling at the end of that 5K, and she's like, come on, girl, you got it. And I was like, damn it, I wish they were with me right now, because I know they'd be pushing me. (laughs) (laughs) Struggling on that uphill. It's it's funny, too. Running the Boilermaker is so much different 
than running for exercise. Because when you're running the Boilermaker, it's almost like a little tour of the city, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's how I that's what I noticed at least when I ran through. I was like, oh, it's not so much I'm running distances. It's like, oh my god. I'm at Valley View. Oh, I'm almost near the golf course. Hey, I'm at the Parkway. Hey, my house used to be over there. Here's Faxton. Look at that guy in a wrestling mask. Oh my God, we're almost done. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that was. Let me run much. towards him. Let me run towards that guy. Like, he was yeah. my favorite guy last year. I ghosted some guy who yeah. wore a I, I shit you not a Lucha Libre mask with the cape, and he he was the most popular guy everywhere he went. People were like just cheering at him, and I'm that's like, right, and every yeah. photo of him, you can see me in the back just looking strained, yeah, and tired. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I I grew up, you know, in East Utica. I would always stand kind of near, like, uh, Parkway Pizza, that area, with my family. Every single year. I can't even remember before I would do it and, like, watch the people, like, come over the hill. And that's, like, really crazy to, like, see, because everyone's really thick and condensed there. And you can, like, see it coming like it's a stampede, literally <laughs> coming part. down Culver. And I remember, like, ever since I was a kid, and I was like... I need to see, like, the rest of the row. I need to run this. I need to do this. And here I am, like, 29 years old. Well, and I was going to say, I think a perk of the Boilermaker that everyone talks about, um, which I've kind of picked up from the 5K. I can't even imagine the 15. But I used to come down here when I was really little, and my dad used to run the 15K. And then I didn't do much with the Boilermaker. Then I moved here, and then a couple years. And, I mean, the people, it's so motivating. I mean, I'm doing the 5K, and I'm like, these people are, like, so excited Mm -hmm. to see me run, and they're, like, just cheering everyone on. And I think, I mean, that's, I think, what sets a boiler maker apart from a lot of other races. It's, it, no, it's true. Uh, you really, you don't want to stop because no. you don't want to, you see all the people yeah. cheering you on. And, it's, and they don't stop. I mean, they're awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember, this is so funny, we were going up right in the beginning in that first, uh, you know, first mile or so. And I was already just like too many people around me and it's intense. And like, can't oh, move I'm do yeah. this. <laughs> and I looked over to the right of me on the side of the road and there's a guy holding up a sign that says, like, 0.3 mile mark, only nine miles to go. <laughs> and I laughed at the guy. I was like, yo, I like this guy. That's I good. feel better now. Even uh, in that development run the other day, I was running back. I mean, I was obviously ahead of you guys because I only did the five. But, I mean, I was just passing the people that were handing out water, and they were like, good job. You only... I'm like, oh, thank you. You're no. making me feel way better. I, know, I think that's a good point to hit on, though. And you, and you said it, the community aspect of yeah, it. People it's really huge. do get out and support people Mm -hmm. not just for the race but for the whole build up to it it's Mm -hmm. well we do the expo yeah we oneida county tourism gets the um yeah we have a table and go and hand out local stuff but i mean that's a really fun thing to be a part of too and i see all my friends coming in to pick up their bibs and Mm -hmm. yeah it's cool it brings out a lot of people that's right okanada county tourism your base this is your this is a big moment for you guys yeah it's huge yeah it's cool because I like it personally because I think it's so many local people, but so many people actually come in. I mean, you know, we talk to our hotels, and they're like, yeah, we're, we've been sold out for, like, a year. The second those rooms go open up, then they're selling out. So, that I mean, that's awesome in general to just hear that so many people are coming into the area from it's, all over. <laughs> no, it, the mass of people is really nice, and... I really enjoy the end, obviously, all the beer. But that's beer. That, no, well, not just the beer. The actual that meeting up in the brewery and that <laughs> moment of camaraderie at the end when you're there with everyone's the in race the highest is, spirits they possibly yeah. could be in. And yeah, you're like torn between like really wanting a fruit cup and trying to find your friend <laughs> and just feeling like Going overwhelmingly excited. And <laughs> it's awesome. That feeling is incredible. Guys, we're going to wrap this segment up, but if you want to hang out with us a little bit longer, we got one more thing for you to do with us. You can follow 
Kate Riley on Twitter at <laughs> Rady Kiley, R A T I E K E I L L Y. You got it. Boom. You know it. And uh, four star Sarah Foster. We can follow you at Sarah with an H Foster 13. You know it. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Hang out. We'll be back thank in you. just a moment. Just a moment. segment here with Kate and Sarah and Kevin you've returned I have returned we look like we're uh, fresh off a polar seltzer commercial right yes. now yes <laughs> the, the only reason I was gone for the last segment is because I had to go run and get some polar seltzer for the girls or else that they said they wouldn't come on <laughs> shout out to our sponsor polar seltzer <laughs> Uh, also, if you guys would like Can to actually sponsor us and send us some money, that'd be we fine. Would totally take that it. would be excellent. Um, now, Sarah, you work for again. We discussed Oneida County Tourism. Yep. I am. Uh, I'm going on vacation next week. I'm very excited about it. And I'm yep. not going to New York. I'm going to Maine. But I know a lot of people are going up to Inlet. Yep. Old Forge. Uh, let's talk about the Adirondacks for a sec, since we're all big fans of the Adirondacks. That's one of my big joys about living up here is how close we are. To mm-hmm. the Adirondacks. Especially, I mean, coming from living in New York, it's got to be a whole different thing. Because you've got parks, yes. and, you know, you can go up to the Catskills and stuff. But, I mean, within 40 minutes here, you're in the thick of the Adirondack you know, National Park. So beautiful. Oh, it's, I, I'm <laughs> so excited. I'm so excited to go up there this year. And uh, it just, it, it really, it's a good point you bring up, too. The New York thing, I don't think about it as much anymore since I've been back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and New York is, New York City, you can find whatever you want. You might go to the beach in New York. You can go there. You just gotta be out there for a while right yeah you really gotta go out there uh and you know and and me and kate talk about this in our private time about you know you know (laughs) private time Uh, no that's one of the nicest things about here is the the real general you can almost find anything you want around here yeah and and we were talking from a golf perspective the other day oh here you go well, no, we just went, we went to the driving range Friday. We did, we had, we crushed Friday, uh-huh. driving range in Tex-Mex, but we left there and we we're like, we are so lucky. I mean, you don't have that in other cities that you can just go pick. We have, I mean, you want the stat, it's 29 public golf courses in 29 minutes in our county alone. That's not even counting outside, <laughs> that is which is That's why she gets control. the big bucks. That's a great stat. Yeah. But uh, location wise, that's part of our promotion. Um, where we're located, we are so central in New York State, but it's so easy to just head up to the Adirondacks, you know, go to Cooperstown, and not to say there's not a ton in our area because there is, but we have that easy access that, hey, we want to go hike a mountain with a beautiful view, we can easily do that. Well, I remember years ago, there was a commercial that was on TV, and I feel like it was in Oneida County, it was based by somebody, like, by the county, like, hey, come here, and that's what they were talking about, was how we have almost everything there is to want to do within the city or within, like, an hour, hour and a half mm-hmm. of the city of Utica, I mean, you can go all the different ways. You can go up to the mountains, you know, whether winter or summer, go boating, skiing, yeah. know, snowmobiling, whatever it is that you and want to And then even, do. like, the Cooperstown region is so close. Yeah. It's yeah. so awesome, too. I'm glad you bring that up. The Cooperstown thing is funny because growing up here, you know, we used to go to Baseball Hall of Fame, me and my family, once every other year or so, you go to Cooperstown, you do a day trip. I know people who, like, spend their lives trying to go to the Baseball Hall of Fame. You mm-hmm. sort of take yeah, for granted. Yeah, it's That's a pilgrimage. tourism in general. Yeah. That's... People you don't really take advantage, or I mean, 
I think a lot of us do, but some people don't realize what's in their own backyard. Oh, and I, no, it's funny. Once I've come back, I notice it more. Yeah. I realize. You hang out with us more. Well, that's true. <laughs> you guys. Because <laughs> you do take it for granted. And like you said, yeah. I mean, there's people who come from all different parts of the country to be like, I'm going to go to the Baseball Hall of Fame finally with my dad or mm-hmm. with my brother or whoever. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's a, you know, if you decide Pop at on noon on a Sunday you want to run out to the Hall of Fame, you're still early enough to get lunch before you go. That's true. It's just right down the road. And people take it for granted, you know. Yeah. That's one of the things that we've all talked about a lot. We talk about amongst our circles and stuff is that, the area has been taken for granted for a long time, but there's a lot of stuff to do. We're damn lucky. You just have to know where to find it and where to look. Yeah. Uh, I'll stand behind my initial point. New York is the best state. Easily. All the other states can suck it. Now, we tend to go, me and Kevin go to Inlet pretty much every year. At least, you you at least once a year. At least once a year. That was the first time you met oh Sam. Yeah. yeah, it's true. We were I started on, pulling out Twitter. We had a boat and we were SF Dooms. <laughs> and Sarah Foster commandeered our vessel and she just she came on board and she's like, look at me, I'm the captain now. And she Yo, I got that group over. pick though. Yeah, CC on that amazing group pick. Yeah. Maybe my most popular picture on the internet. Um, but we, we've been going for years up to Inlet. Oh, yeah. And uh, it brings me to today's over under. Because to get to Inlet... You have to drive through the city of Old Ford, which is a lovely city. city. Is it a city, city. village? No, it's, town. Town. What is it? it's, it's a street. It's, it's basically street. a street. Yeah. Uh, neighborhood. However, there is an attraction in Old Forge, a very popular attraction from when we were kids. <laughs> I can't imagine. It's a place. Fun never stops. <laughs> it is where the fun does stop. Where the fun stops, stops at six. six. It's <laughs> like a, the fun does stop at six. Overrated or underrated, the Enchanted Forest Water Safari Amusement Park. Katie Riley. Start us off. See, I can go both ways with this. No, no, we don't play that game here. You <laughs> no. gotta well, you gave me no time to think about it. All right. Because <laughs> we're going fresh um, off the brain. Is it overrated? Right. Is it underrated? I just think it's not either. I think it's right down the middle. It's accurately rated. It's accurately rated. I mean, I got a lot of kids in my family, so like, when I go with them, it's a great time. I like, get to bond with them, whatever. I'm not going to go... I mean, maybe I'll go by myself, like with Should friends. We talked about it last Should we like, squad yeah, up? And go? Like, yeah, I feel like it could be a fun squad time. up. I feel like that's the opposite. When I have to take my niece and nephew there, it's considerably less fun. <laughs> I have to do. Actually, you're. Stuff. Yeah, but I think, we all went together. I, I think, think you, you would have a good time. Did you? Here's the thing that before anybody makes the decision, uh, you have to know this about Enchanted Forest. As long as you don't bring bottles, and in Chain of Forest, you can bring coolers full of yeah. beers, whatever you want. And they don't food. care. They don't look. You bring whatever you want and hang out. See, here's my thing. I get, like, weirdly giddy with rides and things. Like, I, I love rides. So I, I sincerely are... love amusement. Not as amusement park, but, like, the water park rides. Oh, yeah. I love that stuff. So, I, I don't know. I think it's accurately rated. Well, I think we just came up with a little plan. I think, I, we think a, I think we have a summer trip. I think we're all gone. Let me throw this at you guys and see how you feel about it. I think the water safari is underrated. But the Enchanted Forest oh. is overrated. Oh, you mean like the rickety scrambler, the, rickety, the sketchy oh. Ferris wheel, and that's and all weird that. because what I'm that sort train? of. I'm in, the train. What about that? What about that? Like, I don't know. Look, I appreciate. I'm a kitschy guy. I appreciate like, like kind of a fallen apart theme park. Like I go to Sylvan Beach once a year. I oh, go to yeah, the, exactly. yeah. Go play some. Yeah, but I like a falling apart theme park in like a ghost movie, not in. A, I'm going <laughs> not, to put my younger relatives on these rides and hope for the best. I rode the galaxy <laughs> like four one. times when I was at this. Do time. they still do the circus at Enchanted yeah. Forest? Where they've got they like, do, and it's animals. It's depressing. It's, yeah. You know what? When I went there last time, it was uh, tumbling. There was like a trampoline act. Where there was like a family of trampoline bouncers. Do they still have the elephants and stuff? No, not when I was there. I <laughs> saw no elephants. I think 
it's a sad life for Thinking Channel Four of... has the budget to blackfish the elephants anymore if they're all summer long. My nephew is deathly afraid of the bootleg. Chuck E. Cheese statues oh, they yes. have. They're terrifying. They're horrifying. They're horrifying. It's, really, terrible. it's unrelentingly terrifying. It's bad. But like the new water park, I'm all about water park, water mm-hmm. rides. Yeah, bring a cooler, post up on some chairs. I mean, from a family perspective, too, it is a nice attraction, I think, to have. Also, it goes back to what we said, you know, who else has got a water park 30, yeah, 40 I mean. minutes from the house? That, like, I guess that's I the point, I think, like, right? Darien Lake is, like, the closest amusement park, and that's... Yeah. More Darien Lake is overrated. Oh. I'm throw that out there. I don't yeah. feel bad saying Darien Lake. Listen, we used to go camping there, and we got that easy access. You would we'd get in before everyone when we like our families used to go camping, and we would just be like first in line for Superman and crush it before it even opened to the public. Going back to Enchanted Forest, though, one of the keys to Enchanted Forest. And this is back in the day, and this was always a rumor, but it was true. You could just sneak into Enchanted Forest. If really? you knew, there was basically a hole in the fence. If you went far enough back, it wasn't. It wasn't a hole in the fence. Me and a friend of ours pulled up the fence. <laughs> that's what it was. So it was an under. He took his, he took his parents' boat down the chain from Fourth Lake to rescue our buddy who was there with his parents, and he's like, "Yo, break me out." We went back there. We went to the back parking lot. We pulled up the fence. We had to come up through the woods. Cross the train tracks, but then a train was coming, so we had to hide in the bush. Cross the train tracks. We popped out behind Cinderella, and we took off our top t-shirts and had our under t-shirts, so that we evaded any suspicion. Just so, like, hey, I saw two guys in red shirts, whatever. Like, we got blue shirts, so I don't know what you're talking about. This is very thought out. That's very. Uh, Yeah, how long are you? You have a lot of free time when you're like maybe 17, 18, something like that. Um, Overrated, underrated, the sky ride. Oh, I love the Skyride. Wait, sky which one's the Skyride? Yeah, that's the one where yeah, you, you, the sky. you get to yeah, you you, you get, get to s- ride in the sky. Oh, oh. oh you see. get the view of everything. Yeah, yeah, I, that's you cool. get to see the whole park. You're yeah. raising yeah. everybody. Maybe because I'm not chill with heights, but I'm not. Oh the sky well, yeah, I'm not a fan of. No, the sky I love ride. it. Is it like the equivalent of a ski lift, that type of thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's like a ski lift that just goes the length of the whole park and back. Yeah, that's cool. Guys, uh, anything you want to promote before you head out? Thank you guys for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. No, not really. Why are you guys so far away from our studio? Yeah. It's a big drive. I know, this stew took forever to get here. <laughs> uh, no, I mean... Come no, cheer on I the Boilermaker. Like, yeah, cheer on the Boilermaker. Yeah. I'm going to be there uh, with a shirt on probably for Katie because being her number yeah. one fan. Kev, will you be there with a shirt on supporting me as your number, my number one? No, no, I'm not wearing a shirt. We'll be cheering for the Sarah and Kev's going to have a shirt on for Katie, too. Yeah. Am I? Katie. News to me. Breaking news. (laughs) Run, Kate, run shirts. Folks, follow us on Twitter at Uticast, U-T-I-C-A-S-T. It looks like Utica Street. Guys, thank you so much. Small golf clap on the way out. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a good week, folks.